11th or 12th? 11th. We just said June 11th. Is that 11th? Yeah, it is. My watch says it's June 12th. Are you sure? I thought my phone said 11th. Maybe I just can't read. Oh, it's 12th. <laughs> so it's 11 11. Let's make a wish. Uh, I wish that. No, don't say that loud. It won't come true. Okay. Okay. I made it. Did you make yours? Yeah. What was your wish? I'm not going to tell you. It won't come true. I'll tell you what come true. No. Who was it regarding? Was it Carnegie? Life. Life. General. Was it about Bella? No. Your mom? Wasn't anything specific. It's more just like. You wish No, I can't tell you because it's. I just want to try to see if I can guess. No. Yeah. What? No. It was for me. It was a selfish wish, but it was necessary. Ooh. Do you want El Pollo Loco like I want El Pollo No, Loco? I don't want El Pollo. I don't like El Pollo Loco. You don't like El Pollo Loco? I hate it. It's the worst. I love it. It's below Del Taco. I've never been to Del Taco. Uh, I don't, but Del Taco Why would I go to, Del Taco sells French fries. Yeah, that's the best. Like, why are you going to get French fries at a Mexican food restaurant? I'm going to be honest. Del Taco French fries are way better than McDonald's French fries because they're crinkles. Well, McDonald's French fries leaves this like weird film in your mouth after yeah. you eat them. I want Del Taco now, but Del Taco always gives me diarrhea. Because of the dairy or because it's Del Taco? I Probably both. So does El, pa- El Pollo Loco give you diarrhea? I just hate the way El Pollo Loco tastes. Really? Yeah. I love it. I did it. get diarrhea once from their broccoli. Why are you eating broccoli at El Pollo Loco? It's healthy. <laughs> No, I'm getting their nachos with avocado and chicken on it oh right God. after this. And maybe even a tostada salad to eat later but in chipotle. the day. chipotle. Ooh, chipotle's good too. Yeah. I mean, chipotle's not, but it's not in the same category. It's Mexican. No, if it has a drive through it's in a different category no. than if it doesn't have a drive through I bet you there's Chipotle drive throughs There is not Chipotle okay, drive I'm going to do a search. Do a search right now. We're wait. We're going to have awkward silence on a podcast <laughs> while we wait. I'm telling you, of all the fast food Mexican places, um, the only thing that there's falls oh below so many El, there's El oh so many fast food Mexican but can you I don't think you can call Chipotle a fast food Mexican restaurant like it it's, is. I don't think it's considered fast food. What do you define fast food as? Something that has a drive through. I'm telling you, there's drive through Chipotle's. There are not drive through Chipotle's. I'm gonna guarantee it. I'm not lying. Chipotle's good. I always get the burrito bowl, so I get a salad and a burrito, but the bread the the tortilla is in the very bottom, so I can get the best of both worlds. <laughs> And I don't even eat half of the. the in 2017, they started adding restaurants with drive-through lanes. In Chipotle? Yeah. Where are they? They're probably like in Arkansas. <laughs> Why would it be in Arkansas? I don't know. I don't think they're big. Uh, let's see. The first one is in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Ohio. And then there's going to be one in New York, but I don't know. This is from 2017. Oh, so it just started. It doesn't matter. There's not even one here. I feel like I there's levels, you know, there's like the fancy five stars oh, where you get like there two is seconds. one in California where we're driving to it. Where is it? It's like in the Redwoods. It's on the way to Vegas. Oh, that's far. <laughs> I don't think we can drive there. Because <laughs> I remember going, there's a drive through now at this Chipotle. There's a drive through at the one. That's- okay. So if we're going to say that Chipotle is now because I have drive throughs. Uh-huh. Well, then it is definitely Chipotle, El Pollo Loco, Del Taco, then Taco Bell. Maybe. I don't know. I've never had Del Taco, so I can't yeah, really. Yeah, okay. That's fair. You can't judge it. But can't I would judge it. Taco Bell definitely is at the bottom for me. Taco Bell? Oh, for sure. And Bobby loves it. Especially those Dorito, br- like, Burrito. tacos. 
burrito tacos. They, they use like Doritos they seasoning. They got creative. Yeah. I mean, Mexicans aren't tend to be creatives. I mean, let's be honest. It's yeah. rice and beans with some kind of tortilla that's folded <laughs> in different ways. If it's solid and fried, it's tostada. Yeah. If it's rolled up into a little blanket, it's a burrito. If it's just <laughs> folded, then it's a taco. If it's like rolled up and then fried, it's a taquito. If it's rolled up and then put bait, it's an enchilada. Like all of it's the same. Like, I will say there's a lot of, of imagination in how many ways you can put them together. <laughs> Is it imagination or just lacking? Like there's other things you can eat besides tortilla, rice, and beans. Uh, I, I mean, maybe they just had limited items. resources. I, I mean, they're so. very creative, like they very are. creative. Yeah. But anyways, now I'm going to go to El Taco. No, I'm not going to El. Now I combined them. El yeah. Taco. <laughs> are you going to Chipotle or are you going to go to El Pollo Loco? El Pollo Loco because it has a drive-thru. Until Chipotle has a drive-thru, <laughs> I'm telling you, El Pollo Loco is my... And that creamy cilantro dressing. <sighs> I love it. All right. Is that, what gives you you, is that what gives you diarrhea? That Probably dressing? the dressing does. It's all dairy. Yeah. So you're blaming something that you know has dairy just, in it on dairy. Here's on. the thing. They use very small chickens. And <laughs> Isn't that it's good? not really good. Isn't it good to have small chickens no. that aren't hormoned? Hormoned? You can have big chickens that aren't. It's like they use Cornish hens. They're so tiny, what they have. No, it's for me, Chipotle all the way. I just don't put Chipotle in that. I put Chipotle like is in that in between restaurant. You know, you have your fast food that has a drive through. Apparently I have to redefine this now because <laughs> Chipotle has a drive through. And then you have the other ones that's like fast, but not as fast. You know, but aren't like fancy. Maybe you what you need to define is what can you eat while you're driving? Can you eat Chipotle while you drive? Not really. Because you can eat El Pollo Loco stuff while you drive. That is very true. I mean, I guess if you have a burrito, you can eat the burrito while you drive. I don't know. Those Chipotle burritos are pretty They're huge. kind of huge. Yeah. So maybe that's how you have to define it. If it's fast food, you can drive while eating it. Okay. Well, that's pizza then. Pizza's fast food. But it takes like 20 minutes to cook. That's not fast. Well, unless you go to like Little Caesars and you get one of their $5. Oh, the <laughs> five and carry or carry yeah. and go or something. I had Little Caesars at work a couple of weeks ago and I was actually impressed how de decent it was. It's, <laughs> it's better than for five bucks. It's better than Domino's. Yeah. Not bad. So maybe we have to define fast food as one, there's a drive through okay. and two, you can eat it in your like car that. while driving. Okay. I can get that. <laughs> Although. I so mean, then Chipotle doesn't. You but a lot qualify. of things on El Pollo Loco you can't eat. I mean, they're rice well, and they're beans and they're like chicken legs. And but like, look at the whole menu. I guess the only thing you could eat at Chipotle while you drive is a quesadilla. And as long as it's just the cheese quesadilla and the chips. So then this whole definition just got <laughs> debunked. Hmm. All right. I'm going back to Chipotle's fast food. Listeners, call in and tell us. What do you yeah. think? We're having another debate. This is like the fold, no fold. Where are you? <laughs> is Chipotle fast food? It's not. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. What is normal? I don't know. I was never normal, so I don't know. Being not normal feels very normal to me. I didn't realize I was not normal until recently. I don't know. I just kind of wish our lives were a little bit more normal. Like, that's what I think I still struggle with the most without it, with adoption. Is that... yeah. There's so much scaffolding and so much we do to make our lives feel normal. Yeah, Bobby and I had a moment the other day where we went out to lunch. You know, I'm supposed to That's be awesome. I know. But we went out to lunch and I was like, I kind of, I kind of sometimes miss the just the two of us. Like the kids are great. I'm glad we have them. Yada, yada, yada. 
But man, life was so much easier when it was just two of us. We took so much more risk when it was the two of us. Now it's like I feel like. I was caught up on all my TV when it was just the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) I started a new one, doesn't it? A survivor. Oh. That's good. Anyways. Um, Yeah, life was a lot easier. It was less stress because I, I think Chris and I knew that it didn't matter. We could get through it. Yeah. And now you had all these kids to it and it's like, oh crap, they're already traumatized. You don't want to traumatize them more. You know, like I don't feel like there's a margin of error for me. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like not having a wiggle room to screw up. Yeah. And then, but I mean, it's funny because I'm still taking risks because I don't know. I had a good enough job that we would have been fine and dandy. And I'm like, I'm going to quit it and go to comedy. You know. But I also actually think that, yes, you had this amazing job financially and everything. But your kids, your kids get you way more now. Than they would have. Maybe. I do a Maybe. lot. Maybe. Of- you were, were going to be working 60 to 80 hours a week. Well, yeah. That was if I took that big, bigger job. If I just stayed at that middle job, it would have been okay. I, they- I don't know. I just, for me, you got to shake up life once in a while. That's why we got three kids. <laughs> Let's <laughs> we, shake it up. We got bored, so we had three kids. Um, and the same thing happened with in terms of doing comedy. You know, I don't think I leave, lived a normal life ever. And... I think I'm fine with that. I think if I ever had a normal life, it would be very uncomfortable. No, yes. I mean, I agree. I don't want a routine, boring life. No. But I would like some things to be more normal. Like I would like to not have to think about how my kids are going to come down from a birthday party. Or think about how much I have to prep to make sure that they can stay grounded when we travel. Or scale back Christmas so that they can have an enjoyable Christmas versus the all full Christmas that I would want to have. Like little things like that that I'm like, it'd be nice to just have a little bit of normalcy. All three of my kids have IEPs. I would love to have one kid that didn't need help. Yeah. That was sufficient. And our worst issues were sass and back talking. Yeah. Not learning how to read, not having to have meetings to put into place, all these things that they need to help. I'm in a crying mood today. <laughs> That's just every day, Patty. That's your normal. <laughs> <laughs> True. But now I'm crying like, oh, just. I mean, I never expected. I don't know what I expected when I had kids. I really don't. And I, very obviously, I didn't know what to expect with adopting. It did not turn out at all like what I kind of dreamed of. But I settled into this groove. You know, like I had to take the kids to the doctors recently. And, you know, that's everything times three. And I can just do those forms with my eyes closed. You know, I can get through everything. Here, do this. Here, do this. Here, do this. And I can do it fast and I can do it quick and I can get them in and I can get them out. And I feel like the stress of these kids has become my new normal and I've learned to cope with that and you know I've learned to live with and maybe this is in large part especially recently with letting go of my mom I've learned to live with you know if they end up being happy and healthy and they can take care of themselves yeah okay we're fine and if they don't yeah okay fine I did the best I could that makes sense I mean, I think you cutting out your mom made a huge 
relief. Sure, but in in the process of that and what I was processing beforehand, you know, with thankfully with you know the kids therapists and psychologists, it really was do the best you can, but don't beat yourself up. It's not even like me beating myself up. It's just me being tired of it all. Sure. Like we live in a place right now and it's a great little place. Mm-hmm. It's big enough for us. It's three bedrooms. We actually use one of the big bedrooms as like an office that it's for Chris's tools and my crafting and an extra spare bedroom. Jackson sleeps in a closet. <laughs> um, it like fits us and everyone has space and it's not super big. It's not small. Like it's, it fits us and we have a yard and we have a really good driveway to go up and down. Mm. But the kids can't be the kids there because we're on the top floor and they jump and they make noise. And then our landlord who lives below is constantly like getting upset about the noise and the jumping and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I feel like in a neurotypical kids, I wouldn't have a trampoline (laughs) in my living room for them to get all that extra sensory input. And they would understand that they couldn't do that. But like, I yeah, I don't think so, though. You think so? Because we live next door. We live in townhouses, so I don't have to worry about anybody below us. But I have neighbors next door who've got two kids who are younger than mine. They're pretty loud. <laughs> How old are they? They're eight and six. Okay, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think, and they lose their dog all the time. And every day, you hear, <laughs> every <laughs> other day, you're like hearing them screaming for their dog. I, I think we beat ourselves up because we think normal means this like pristine, your kids are quiet, seen, not heard. Like we, we think they have to be the best of the quote unquote normal. And when okay. I get around other normal kids, I realize mine are okay. Mine are not half bad. I'm, I put my kids in financial literacy summer camp. <laughs> That's so funny. Which they're actually loving. They really enjoy it. And what was great to see was all these kids, and they're from semi-affluent families too, but they're being just as rowdy and just as loud and just as crazy. And I'm like, okay, kids are just kids. They've got to be loud sometimes. No, I get that. I think we beat ourselves. I think we hold ourselves to a higher standard. I think we're trying to make excuses for the fact that we've adopted. And well, I don't okay, think explain that a little bit more. We're making excuses for the fact that we well, adopted like excuses in the form of like, well, we can't do this because our kids are adopted and they're going to be too loud. We have to make this exception because our kids are adopted. I mean, I do this too where I'm like, well, they're going to get triggered if we go to see this movie. So I don't know if we can even see it. And lately I've been like, fuck it. We're just going to do it. And so then we're going to deal with the consequences. We're going to rip band-aids off. But whenever I say fuck it, it actually is a fuck it. Like it ends up being sure. so horrible. Sure. I mean, um, sometimes it it is, but I just don't see why I should. My mentality is because now they're all in double digits. The world is coming quick and fast. And this is where you and I have different approaches to things. Neither is wrong. Neither is right. It's just our different approaches. Mine is life is coming fast and I need to prep these kids for the world. And I need to rip off these Band-Aids that are there to move them into a healthy emotional place where, one, they can accept the fact that the world is brutal and not as kind as we would like it to be. So that's what I've been working on. I mean, and then Bella, 
I was watching her watch TV and she's getting a lot of Band-Aid ripping off recently because we've been, te- you know, treating her with kid gloves because she's so emotional and um, she's so hypersensitive and she would say things like, I just can't trust you. And I was watching her watch TV and I heard a lot of the stuff she says to me coming from the teen characters in this oh, TV show. the worst. All of the, like Nickelodeon's, all of yeah. Nickelodeon's. No, no, no. But stuff. even the, I can't trust, like, dramatic stuff. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is just bullshit she's feeding me. I'm being manipulated by her again with this bullshit. And, you know, she tried to pull it again. Like, oh, you know how hard it is for me to trust. I'm like, no, you don't actually do trust us. Because you know your clothing's getting cleaned. You know you're getting food. You know I'm going to pick you up. You know you have a safe place. You actually do trust us a lot. So the problem is you have a messed up ego where you think that somehow something's going to take care of you when you turn 18 and it doesn't matter. Like you don't need to better yourself. Because mm. all she cares about is the way she looks and the way... Most teenagers are like that too though. They are. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> But you know with volleyball, she didn't make the team. Is it official? Oh yeah, it's official. And when you said, oh yeah, like official, like <laughs> is it really official? Oh my God. When I watched her tryout, I was like, there's no way she's making this team. Okay. Like it was, but it's not official. You haven't gotten a list. Of oh no, she... no, we've got a list. It's official. Oh okay. She didn't make the team. Like she did not make the team. She made me check the list twice and refresh the page. And I said, "It did. You're not on it." And I'm not surprised. And I wasn't gonna kid glove her and be like, "Gee, I wonder what happened." Or maybe we can talk to them about it. I was like, "Hey, you know, oh, yeah, talking about it's not gonna help them. No, you can't." I mean, there's a difference. I feel like sometimes you think I don't have boundaries and like firmness <laughs> on them, and I do. I just do it in a different way. I just told her, I said, you know, you learned a lot from this. I said, from what I saw when you tried out, they would give you a correction and you would do it once or twice, and then you would revert back to the way you were doing it beforehand. Yeah. I said, they didn't want to see that. You've got to work on making those corrections. And I said, you also did not have the stamina that a lot of the other girls had. So yeah. you've got to work on your stamina. I said, you also didn't like to go face planting for the ball. And I said, I gave her a list of all the things, not that she did wrong, but I said, these are the things you need to improve on if you want to try out for volleyball next year. You got to do good listening. Because at one time she's like, did you see how much I hit the ball over the net? I said, yeah, that wasn't the goal. You were supposed to be setting Mm -hmm. up the striker. So you were supposed to hit the ball to the other girl. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you weren't supposed to go over the net. (laughs) You were supposed to aim it. You did the wrong thing yeah. at the wrong time. And so uh, it's a lot of, this is where you can learn from this. This is what you can do to be better. This is yeah. what you can do to maybe get on the team next year. But I'm not going to sit there and go, gee, I, I don't know what happened. I do know what happened. You did not exhibit well, that makes the sense. behaviors they wanted. But I think there's a lot of people who would want you to be more kid glove about it and more... Like, I wasn't mean. I wasn't like, you sucked. But she did suck. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I, I did go, you know, I saw where you can make improvements. And I think I see where they may have decided to not pick you is because they mentioned at the very top of the trial. I think I would have handled it the same way you did. Maybe. I would have had a conversation like, hey, this is where we probably could have approved. And mm-hmm. let's, if you want to do it again, let's get, let's put a plan in action for you to improve these things if you want to. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like helping them scaffold and see where they could try again kind of thing. I probably would have handled it similar. When it comes to school with Bella, 
she's got her IEP. I'm gonna put her in a. But don't you wish you didn't have that? Like, don't you wish every now and then that you just had a kid that didn't need all this extra shit? I don't know because I, I don't know. I don't know because I was a pretty easygoing kid when it came to school. I did my homework. I did my tests. I got good grades. Called it a day. I don't know if I ever would have had kids that would have been like me because Bobby wasn't like me. He was a terrible student. That's true. You were a little bit crazy, though. So I think that I always would have felt that they weren't living up to expectations unless they came out like me. I just, and I, I mean, I have two that don't have IEPs. It's just as stressful. At least with the IEP, I can kind of hold somebody else accountable. <laughs> I have a finger to point at somebody. I, I mean, don't know. The only the only blessing I feel like all of this has, like the IEPs and stuff, is that it really has the village mentality of it. Like yeah. if I had a neurotypical kid, it'd be like, eh, it's you and Chris. <laughs> Good I mean, luck. And I'm forced yeah. to have a village mentality. I mean, we have – Jax has an OT. Yeah. Zandy, Zandy has an OT. Jax is a speech therapist. Lexi – Zandy has a speech therapist. They both – Lexi and Zandy both have an – emotional therapist. Zandy, Lexi also sees a psychologist at school. Lexi also sees a family therapist at school. Then they had their literary specialist at school. Then yeah. they have like, they have, we have so many extras. Oh, not to mention Jackson's. Jackson has two OTs, two a PT and two speech therapists. Mm -hmm. Like we have 20, I once, I once counted and it was like 21 sure. individuals to help just with the academics and like therapies. The way I view it is, at least I'm not doing it on my own. And the reason I like IEPs is because I get all these people in the room who tell me just how charming she is and how wonderful. And I go, that's great. She also manipulates. And when she does something wrong, I need you to not take pity on the fact that she's adopted. And I need you to hold her accountable. No, I, yeah. You know, and because <laughs> if you don't, they won't, they'll pity her. And you have to hold them to it. The adoption card has helped us get more services. Yeah. <laughs> because people are like, rough start let's um, help her out more the adoption card has helped me get like front row or better seats at different shows like i use that adoption card every chance i get to sucker people into not sucker but to tug at the heartstrings of people to get them i don't ever use it for that for some other reason i don't know why i should i, I use know. more of the fasd card a lot like we're looking at we're looking at moving and I sent an email to our friend's landlord because they're moving out, yeah. of, out of country and it's a house that the girls are really familiar with. And I thought, oh, this would be a really good stepping stone. Like yeah. it's it would it's a nice house. We have a backyard. Jackson would be able to like dig. It would be great in these yeah. senses. Like it would be a really good transition for the girls to go to the place that the only place they've ever felt safe in mm -hmm. to a place that at least they are familiar with. Yeah. And I've never not felt safe in like Jenny's and Rob are really safe people. It sounds really weird. See, I wish I don't talk weird like this. Like, who says that? These people are safe people. Yeah, like, but I, <laughs> I imagine just knowing you, you probably talked to this weird beforehand. I did not. I, I want to I never like use the word. 22 year old Patty. Because I think 22 year old Patty was still very much like. No, I use words like neurotypical all the time. Sure. I use words like scaffolding smarter. all the time. I use the words like safe. Like, I tell Chris. The girls all the time. Okay, this is where you can be safe. Like, stay here. Stay, you know. Yeah. Like, I, no, I, I, I never used the word neurotypical <laughs> until I had my kids. I, I still know. stay comfortable though. 
<laughs> but we're looking at this new place and it's I, I used the FASD card in that one. And I was like, and we have a dog who's being trained to be a service dog since so we well behaved. Like <laughs> throwing these things. I use the card for those kind of things. I don't know. I just whenever I feel like I am starting to have a normal life or it seems like a little bit more normal yeah. and I look, I'm like, oh, we're a little bit more normal. And then I do something that I think normal people do. It just backfires. I just don't think anything's normal. I, I, you know, and then if I look at my sister, she was going to. You can't quote, look at unquote, your sister. She has. But she was going to have a quote unquote normal life. Just have a biological kid. Right. But Things I, were going to be fine. He's got an IEP. He's autistic. No, I totally get it. Like I would, wouldn't, I, I just. I just feel. I that, want someone to reprieve and something of it. Like Zandy can't do acting class because of her trauma. And we're moving to a place that, I mean, the house is great, but isn't my ideal house because of the trauma. And I have three IEPs because of the trauma. Like, I just want somewhere in my life to be a little bit more normal. Like, even the job, I don't work full time because of the trauma. Like, everything has been adapted because of the trauma. But I don't think you're looking at the positives because of the trauma. And, you know, it's, it's like I mean, that, that, it's like that uh, Monty Python song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. <laughs> I can't sit there and think about all the things I can't do, but I can sit there and think about all the things I can do. And I can make demands that maybe some people wouldn't and just say, we're going to do it. Like, you know, I, I don't know if traveling was going to be traumatic for our kids. I don't know. Maybe if I sat and thought about it, be like, hey, the fact that they never had a permanent home uh, for quite a long time it might be traumatic to be moving them, you know, taking them on trips and suddenly out of the, the States and taking them to Hawaii two months after they move in with us. But I didn't think about it. I just said, we're going to go to Hawaii. We're just going to do it. Rip that Band-Aid off. Okay, and I, I definitely overthink things, but some of these things are not, I try and then it just screws up. Like it's just, so that's when I get frustrated is when I don't think about it and then I realize how fucked up our life is. It's, I know our lives. Yeah. I mean, I, in the end, like we're doing, we're actually in a really good spot right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why. You're... I just, ah, uh, I'm just tired. Like we're in a really good spot because I've done so much crap to get us here. Yeah. And I know motherhood in general is hard. Like I'm not saying that. And just, I wish there wasn't this extra layer of things I have to think about. You know, like I wish there wasn't this extra, like we go to movies at certain times of the day when I know there's not going to be a lot of people there so that they can be them. And we, you know, yeah, so we do so good movies. movies. Actually have that. They've got like special showings. 10 o'clock on Saturdays. Parents and kids. I mean. They don't turn in as dark. They don't turn in as loud. It's amazing. Yeah. But I think you need to realize that means there are more people out there who can't do the same thing. And it sucks for all of us. Like I want all of us not to have this life. <laughs> like I'm not just talking about me. Like I get I'm not alone. Although I felt alone a whole lot. Anyways, not today. I don't feel alone right now. Anyways, it's not even alone. Like I just, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I don't, I wish I didn't have to do it. Sure. And that's where I'm at. Because I know I, I can think of the positives. I know my kids are going to be the best advocates for themselves because they, at eight years old, know how to advocate. Mm -hmm. Zandy will come up to me and be like, mom, we need alone time because I... I need you right now. Like That's she awesome. knows 
what she needs. Yeah. They, Lexi has learned to tell Mr. David, it's not a good day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, my, I, I'm not having a good day. And he will scale back from her a little bit of like pushing her and do, okay, well, let's do the things you know you can do. And then, you know. Yeah. It's like they've, no, they learned to advocate. Like they've, some of the words they say sometimes, like, I'm just like, what? And then I guess they got that from me using all these weird words and <laughs> they're typical and whatnot. And I know they're going to be resilient. Like I know every sibling of a special needs child that I've talked to was yeah. like, I am so much more empathetic. Sure. And I am so much more diverse in my thinking. And I am so much more an advocate for those who don't have a voice because of my sibling. Yeah. You know, it's like I know in the long run that like their lives are making them so much stronger. They're so much more resilient. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of positives in it that's coming out of it. And I'm just tired and I don't want to do it right now. Just for like three days. Can I not do it for three days? You just need to become more apathetic like I have. <laughs> like Bella came home really upset from camp um, because Anna told all the kids they're basically brain damaged because of all the trauma they experienced. Not lie, lie. It's not. not lie at all. And Bella's like, I don't think that she has a right to tell people that. I said, well, she has a right to tell it about herself. She doesn't have a right to tell it about you. So that's where we drew the line with Anna. I said, Anna, you want to tell people you've got brain damage because you had a lot of trauma? Be my guest. But you can't say it about your sister. That's really funny because the girls go up to people. He's brain damaged and <laughs> he's really like a two-year-old. I know yeah. he's five, but he's more like a two-year-old. Like the girls will tell people. And my <laughs> my outer family got a little bit upset about it. Really? And I was like, well, it's the truth. Like, Yeah. I mean, Anna and Tony have fully embraced their reality. And have fully embraced like going and telling people we were traumatized. <laughs> it sucks so much. I shouldn't laugh at it, but it's totally kind of funny. <laughs> the fact that they'll sit there and tell people, oh, hey, uh, we're not normal because we were abused heavily by our birth family. They probably are doing <laughs> the same thing we do where we're like, hello, we have an excuse. <laughs> like, There's I mean, a little bit of a leeway, please, for us. We need some more grace. I mean, I, empath- I feel empathy. like it's this great ownership of them. Like they've owned their story. And I think that's why they're happier kids than Bella because they've owned it. And they're like, hey, our life really blew chunks. And now it doesn't. I'm really impressed with some of the things that Tony has said. Like, you can yell at me, mom. It's way better than breaking my leg. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, he's really like, this life is amazing. And he's got a yeah. second chance. And he's really taken in as that. Even yeah. though he's gross. Some of the stories he's he gross. Me, he's so he gross. He was singing today, like just quietly next to me. And I looked at him and I said, you didn't brush your teeth. And he's like, how can you tell? I'm like, I can smell it from here. And he's like, whoa. And I said, so gross. <laughs> Just say it to him all he's the time. He's such a teenage boy, and teenage boys are gross. They're disgusting. They're really disgusting. Even teenage girls are gross. Like oh, Bella, yeah. I got mad at too because she bled all over like a bed at my in-law's house. And she just didn't want to tell anybody that she had done it. She was just going to keep sleeping in it. <gasps> and then Anna saw it. Like girl yeah. stuff? Menses. Ugh. I was like, you can't do that. No. So. Right. Oh, fun time. So yeah, they're normal. They're not normal. They're gross. There's they're no all normal. I need to keep. I need. I, that's where I need to grow the most. in, is this like? You gotta I'm let it go. Comparing. Well, it's comparing. I guess. Damn it! I'm comparing ourselves again. That's when I start screwing yeah. up. Like when I live in my little bubble of like we're doing great for us because we are. Like we so far had a really have had a really to keep good summer. For us, you're doing great. 
you're doing great. You don't need to say for us, we're doing great comparatively. You're doing great. For us. No, no, no. You're just doing great. <laughs> I keep saying it in my head. You're doing great. Like, I think us. that's why I have less stress about it. Well, also, I don't have a, an FASD son. I will give you that. I have a lot less stress than that. But I just became very zen and like, just go with the flow. It is what it is. Like, I'm not going to be like water. Move with it. Don't move against it. Keep pushing things along as they need to go. You know, and then things will suddenly appear in your path that help propel you in the correct direction. Bella at Financial Literacy Camp met a woman who is a special ed teacher who came in to talk to them. And she wanted to talk to her afterwards about her path. And she's like, Mom, she said, before I become a special ed teacher, um, I should teach first and second graders because you learn how to just deal with kids of that age. And then you can ease your transition to special ed. So I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is the universe pushing everything in the direction it needs to flow. <laughs> okay. I sound very hippy dippy and like I'm high, yeah. but I'm not high. You can just say God. You don't say universe. Well, God, universe, I think it's all tied together. Okay. And I think that there are mile markers. You know, they say that God says you're wonderfully and now I can't think of it. Beautifully. Whatever it is made. Wonderfully and beautifully Fearfully. Made. Isn't it fearfully? I think it's fearfully. Anyways. Uh, but your whole future was designed beforehand. And your Fearfully goal and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully. Yes. Damn it. I was, I was in I shouldn't have <laughs> said damn it about memorizing scripture. Sorry. <laughs> so I, the, the way I look at life is that your goal is to find all the flags that are out there waving at you saying you're on the right path. And to continue down that path. And like for me, comedy was a giant flag that became uh, just immovable. Like I told you, I woke up suddenly and I had this just burning sensation of I have to do this. Yeah. And now all these wonderful, beneficial things are coming from it. So your goal is to find the flags that are out there telling you keep going on this path. There is absolutely no wind. And my flags are just like no. lumping over <laughs> and nothing. I can't see them because they've look. fallen over. <laughs> no, I, I'm just in a bad spot right now emotionally, I think. I have a, a tip that my therapist hates, but it still works. And I'm going to give it to you. And Your therapist hates it? Oh, she hates this tip. I say... I, this is whenever. a really good precursor to advice, guys. <laughs> I have this tip that therapists hate. So you Well, my personal therapist doesn't think it's very healthy for me to think this way, but <laughs> I, I do. Okay, geez. I don't even know what you're gonna say now. So my thing is I've always so my parents went bankrupt when I was in high school. My parents went bankrupt when I was in middle, uh, elementary school. Yeah, it sucks. So like our house was foreclosed on everything. And so I got this mentality then of this is hard right now, but it's not gonna be hard in six months. In six months, things will be better. Why does she not like that? Because she's like, it's not letting you deal with the reality of today. She's like, I don't mind you going. Things can get better. But don't put off the emotions and the things that you're feeling today for tomorrow. Okay, I can see her point. Yeah. But I had some, um, um, I don't even know who told me this. But it's something that really hit me is that chaos can't last forever. It can't. And it usually only lasts five minutes. So don't look at a clock and just let it be five minutes. So like if you, when Jackson's throwing his tantrum, I immediately think of that. He's not going to be throwing a tantrum for six years. He's going to be throwing a tantrum for X, like very little time. And if I handle it correctly, shorter than it was expected. Sure. 
So I always think of that, like chaos can't last forever. I also have another piece of terrible advice, but I love it, which is what's the worst that could happen? I die. Great. Then I sleep. (laughs) I do that with the kids. I'm like, "Mm, the worst that can happen here is a broken leg. We can handle that. Yeah. Go ahead. Climb the tree. (laughs) I was like, I don't think of like, they can lean on their head wrong and have further brain damage. Like, I don't think of those things. I think I'm like, meh, you're good. Yeah, I need, I think, uh, I just need to breathe a little bit and enjoy summer a little bit because we're having a decent summer and just have some more fun. Because when I'm joyful and fun, then I don't think about this as much. I don't know, we're doing great for us. I need to stop comparing myself to everyone. You do. But it's hard because then, wow. That's your your mid-year resolution. My mid-year resolution though, I'll do for two weeks and then (laughs) give up. Try not to. And I'm comparing myself a lot. You're right. I won't ever say that again to you, Heather, but you're right. I mean, I feel what's the point of me comparing myself to anybody else when our family is so fucking weird. I have three adopted Mexican kids. My husband's Romanian. I'm like multi-ethnic. I'm a stand-up comedian who started at 37. My life's fucking weird. Nobody else's life is like mine. So I'm pretty amazing. That's what I'm going to just leave it with. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.